Praise the Lord. It's going to be hard to come behind that sermon, huh? Sometimes when we're in conference, we have uh, multiple sermons, and sometimes it's hard to come behind some guys that preach. <laughs> Good job, Adoniah. But that's her sharing her heart and the truth of what God's placed in her, and she did that on her own, amen? Praise God. Let's go ahead and uh, prepare for our message today, uh, John, the Gospel of John, chapter 13, today, starting in verse 1. <laughs> John chapter 13, starting in verse 1. We see where Jesus first implemented the Lord's Supper. and We're going to partake of the Lord's Supper today too. As well. We're also seeing where Jesus was beginning to prepare for his move towards the cross of Calvary here. Starting in verse 1, if you have it, say amen. amen. If you don't say, hold on, please. Now, before the feast of the Passover, Jesus, knowing that his hour had come and that he would depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world he loved them to the end during supper the devil having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot the son of Simon to betray him Jesus knowing that the father had given all things into his hand and that he had come forth from God and was going back to God got up from supper and laid aside his garments, and taking a towel, he girded himself. Then he poured water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. So he came to Simon Peter, and he said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I do you do not realize now, but you will understand hereafter. And Peter said to him, Neither shall you wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, then wash not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, He who has bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean, and you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew the one who was betraying him. For this reason he said, not all of you are clean. So when he had washed their feet and taken their garments and reclined at the table again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for I, so I am. Let's look at verse 14 right here. This is our key verse right here. If I then, the Lord and the teacher, wash your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. 
For I gave you an example that you also should do as I did to you. Amen. Let's pray. Amen. This morning, dear heavenly father, we come before you today in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you, father God, for this day. I thank you for your word, Lord. Father, just speak to our hearts today, Lord. Let me communicate clearly what you would have. Father, we thank you for your presence in here today. We thank you for your life-changing power today, God, your healing power, Lord God. And Father, we thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in the lives of all these men and women in this place. Lord, you are worthy, my King. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be worshiped. You're worthy to be glorified. Father, we need you today. Speak to us, Lord. Forgive us for all of our sins. Wash us, cleanse us, and cover us in your son's precious blood. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise this morning, amen. <laughs> praise the Lord. I want to speak to you a little bit today about taking up the towel. Taking up the towel. Somebody say, taking up the towel. And as we look in this famous passage here in John in chapter 13, we begin to see where Jesus took a towel and a basin and he washed the feet of his disciples. Amen. And he told them in verse 14, he said, he told them this, he said, if I then your Lord and master have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. Now, I want to speak to you a little bit concerning this today, and I want you to begin to kind of look at what Jesus was speaking about concerning this scripture here. I want us to begin to look, amen, about some things that maybe you don't necessarily see, amen, and I want you to begin to understand what Jesus did in washing his disciples' feet. And we'll begin to understand the concept of service and also submission. Amen. And when it comes to serving one another in love and to submitting to one another in godly fear, one thing that we begin to realize is that it's much more than just taking orders from or being accountable to a higher authority. Now, one thing that we realize, amen, is that the disciples were 12 men who loved Jesus and had a heart for God, with the exception of Judas. But one thing that we begin to realize in this text, amen, is that they might have been men who had dirt on their feet, now, if you look at it concerning back in the day, amen, they would be walking with sandals or they would be walking, amen, barefoot and they would accumulate dirt on their feet, amen. And so when they came into the house, amen, they would begin to have the servants or the slaves to wash the people's feet, amen, as they were coming into the house, when we look at this text, we do see, amen, Jesus showing us, amen, the importance of humility. 
And we also see, amen, him putting himself in the position of a servant. And we see the importance, amen, of being willing to serve one another in love. But there's something even greater, amen, that I want you to begin to see that Jesus was trying to point out, amen, to the very people concerning this situation. Are y'all with me today? The Bible said in verse 5, then he poured water into the basin and he began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. So he came to Simon Peter and he said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said to him, what I do, you do not realize now, but you will understand hereafter. And Peter said to him, never shall you wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, I If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. And Simon Peter said to him, Lord, then wash not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, he who has bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. Somebody say God is good. In verse 12, and he says, so when he had washed their feet and taken his garments and reclined at the table, he said to them, do you not know what I have done to you? And I want you to look at this today so that we can begin to know what Jesus had done. Amen. See, they had dirt on their feet and Jesus was saying to them, Your hearts are clean. Your hands are clean. But your feet have got a little dirty. And one thing that we begin to realize is sometimes when we're living this Christian life, we can have a heart that is for God. We can be men and women who love the Lord our God. Amen. And we can be men and women, though, that through our walk, amen, have begun to pick up some things, amen, that need to be washed off. Can I get an amen? In other words, he's saying, child, amen, you're saved. You love the Lord. Amen. But there's some things, amen, that you may need to have washed off. And so when we look at this, the dirt that Jesus mentions here has nothing to do with natural dirt. Amen. But it was about, amen, something called sin. Can I get an amen? It was something about the faults or the failures or the giving in to temptation. You know, today, amen, how many Christians who love Jesus, but they still have their feet a little bit dirty? Can I get an amen? You know, Galatians 6 and 1 says this. He says, brethren, talking to the believers, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, 
Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou shall be tempted. And so when we look at the Greek word for fault, amen, when we look at the Greek word for fault here, it means a fall or a sin or a transgression. And what we need to come to realize, saints, amen, is sometimes Christians will get a little bit of dirt on their feet. Are y'all with me today? Sometimes Christians, amen, will fall, amen, into sin. But I'm here to tell you if there is a repentant heart, amen, Foot washing and its spiritual meaning has to do with our attitude about the dirt that we see on our brothers, our sisters' lives. Can I get it? Amen. And Jesus is trying to communicate something to us here concerning how we deal with other people, amen, that may have a little bit of dirt on their feet. Can I get an Amen. And Jesus was trying to get them to understand what he was trying to communicate, amen, through a natural thing, but he was wanting to communicate it through the spiritual because Jesus knew how we react to the dirt on someone else. How we put on a holier-than-thou attitude, sometimes judging and sometimes slandering, and sometimes even gossiping. And one thing that we come to realize, saints, is that carnal Christians, they delight in seeing dirt on others. But their spreading of the dirt is the dirtiest of all. Are y'all with me today? See, when we're talking about taking up a towel, saints, taking up a towel is taking up an attitude, amen, of a commitment by doing all within your power to cleanse the dirt off of your brother's feet. Now, I'm talking about somebody that has a repentive heart. Are y'all with me today? There's some people, amen, that are playing around in sin. There's some people, amen, that have been, you've been having to tell them two and three times, amen, concerning their situation, and they're just not ready to do nothing different, amen. But I'm talking about a man or woman of God that maybe had gotten a little bit dirty, amen. A man or woman of God that maybe have fell into some temptation, amen, has come to repentance and is ready to move forward. And Jesus is trying to say, amen, he's trying to communicate a way that we need to begin to handle them. Hello, somebody. And if you and I are committed to helping him clean off the dirt and to restore, amen, his reputation and his family and to do everything to keep him alive in Christ, then we are to take up the towel of God's mercy upon their lives. Can I get an amen? See, it's how do we respond, amen, 
Amen. When a brother or sister has fallen, amen, and they're trying to get back up. Are y'all with me today? Amen. Do we try to kill them while they're down? Amen. Or do we try to begin to restore them with the love of God and begin to pour out, amen, the love of God? Because I'm here to tell you, amen, this place needs to be a hospital where people can come and receive the healing power of Jesus Christ, amen, and receive, amen, the grace of God and the love of God. They need to be able to come into the house of God, amen, when that world has beat them up, amen, and they're looking to do something different and not be judged. Are y'all with me today? Now, that doesn't mean that we condone sin. That doesn't mean that you can just live your life any kind of way and it be all right. This is the house of God. We serve a holy and righteous God. He says, I am holy, so you shall be holy. But I'm talking about a brother or sister, amen, that have got their feet dirty and they are coming to repentance. Amen. How are we going to handle them? Are y'all with me? Amen. Somebody say God is good. good. I'm talking about those that come in hurting, those that come in broken, those that come in beat up from the world and from the enemy. That come in, amen, with a repentive heart. Realizing, amen, that they've got to do something different. Because God is not going to bring the broken to a place where there's a bunch of judgmental people. Are y'all with me today? And this is what Jesus was communicating, amen? You know, really, if you look at it, it's really pretty powerful because, first of all, amen, the men that were there that Jesus washed their feet, amen, not only were they men that loved God other than Judas, hello, somebody, amen, but they were men that had faults, too. But even in the midst of that, Jesus knew that Peter was going to deny him. Jesus knew, amen, that Thomas was going to doubt him. Jesus knew that Judas was going to betray him. But look at the way he handled him. He still washed their feet. He still dealt with them with mercy and with love. I'm here to tell you right now, hello. What about the people that have done you wrong personally and then they fall, hello, and then they repent and they're coming back to the house of God. Amen. I'm talking about the ones, amen, that mistreated you, that abused you, that gossiped about you, that backbited on you. Hello, somebody. Amen. The ones that slandered you and then they come to their senses and they come to a point. Amen. I'm talking about the ones that ran their mouth about you. Oh, y'all know who I'm talking about hello somebody 
See, he was trying to tell him, you got to have a pastor's heart. Hello. Somebody say God is good. Amen. Could you imagine washing Judas's feet, knowing that that sucker's about to betray you? Jesus knew he was going to betray him. He said it right there in his word. God is good. Amen. But taking up the towel is an attitude of commitment by doing all that's in your power to cleanse the dirt from your brother's feet or your sister's feet. In other words, you're committed to helping them clean off the dirt and to restore their reputation, amen, not destroy, amen, their reputation, but amen, I'm talking about uh, right here to restore their reputation, amen. You know, sometimes when people, amen, begin to fall, they want people look to begin to destroy their reputation. Are y'all with me today? Now, by no means am I okay in sin. Hello. If you're playing in sin, you need to repent. You need to turn away from it and turn towards a holy and righteous God. But we're talking about doing everything you can, amen, to keep him or her alive in Christ Jesus. Because sometimes when people have fallen, they come in hopeless, and they come in, amen, beat up. And the question is, is how are you going to respond to them? Are you going to respond with the love of Christ? Amen. Are you going to do what you can to make sure that brother or sister is restored? Are you just going to use it as an opportunity, amen, in order to destroy them? And that's what Jesus was saying here. He says that we're to take up the towel of God's mercy and go to that hurting Christian, amen. We're not to ignore we're not to judge. We're not to try to expose them. Hello, somebody. Amen. I'm talking about somebody that's repented. Hello. Are y'all with me today? I'm not talking about somebody that says, no, I'm living my life how I want to live it. Amen. I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't care if it's contrary to the word of God. Amen. God's got something for them. Amen. Are y'all with me today? I promise you. Amen. I can tell you what Paul said. Amen. Whenever that man uh, refused to repent, he said, let's turn him over. Amen. Into the, to Satan. Amen. For a season and let Satan have his way. Amen. In order to bring him to repentance. Amen. That's what he said. Amen. Are y'all with me today? And he even communicated him from fellowship, amen, even with the house of God for a season, amen, in order to bring him to a point to where he was willing, amen, in order to repent, amen. That was what Paul, amen, did in the book of Corinthians. Are y'all with me today? But when he finally repented, amen, and he came back into the house of God, amen, Paul told him, amen, y'all need to welcome this person back, amen, y'all, this man has repented of his sins, amen, this man, amen, are y'all with me today? So, yes, yeah, sometimes there's a time when we do, amen, separate somebody from fellowship. Are y'all with me today? But when there's repentance in their heart, 
And you'll know. Somebody say, God is good. But we're to help wash away their sins by sharing the correcting, healing, comforting word of God. We're talking about fallen saints who have repentive hearts but are yet without hope. You know, it's a different matter with those who have been warned two or three times yet persist in their sin, amen? But those who acknowledge their sin, who confess it and forsake it are in need of somebody to bring the towel of mercy and to bring them the cleansing and healing, amen? I want you to look real quick right here in verse uh, four, amen, of chapter 13. This is what it says, amen, if you'd put it on the board, if you can, 13 in chapter four, it says here, amen, Praise the Lord. In fact, I'll uh, start in verse 3. He says, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come forth from God and was going back to God, got up from supper and laid aside his garments and taking a towel, he girded himself right there. I want you to look at that for just a moment, amen, because I'm here to tell you it's hard for you, amen, to begin to deal with somebody in this way when you got your judge's robe on. Hello, somebody, amen, or you got your robe of, amen, I'm all righteous and all holy. Sometimes you've got to take off that garment, amen, for a minute, amen, and pick up your towel, amen, and come and meet the needs of the very people that need it. Can I get an amen? If you look right there in that verse, in verse 4, amen, he got up from supper, he laid aside his garments, and taking a towel, he girded himself. Somebody say, you got to take up your towel. You know, and what we come to realize here is that when Jesus washed the dirt from his disciples' feet, they were comforted. Hello. I want you to think about this because God is going to bring people here, amen, that have fallen. He's going to bring people, amen, that have the prodigals. He's going to bring people that are broken. He's going to bring people that have lost their way. And it's going to be important on how we respond to those people. Are y'all with me today? See, Jesus was teaching them comfort when the transgressions are removed. You know, like I shared before, there was a man in the Corinthian church that had fallen into incest, and Paul directed the church to turn him over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. Amen. But Paul was not saying the man was lost or he was going to hell, but he, he wanted him isolated from fellowship and given over to Satan so he would come to his senses and be driven to repentance. Amen. And later, like I shared, that man had repented. Amen. But the church, they didn't want to forgive him. And so Paul wrote a lever in Corinthians. He said, ye ought rather to forgive him, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with over much sorrow. Wherefore, I beseech you that you would confirm your love toward one another. 
And there's a lot of Christians today who are in the same condition as this man. And after being overtaken by sin and they're expecting the same thing that the man in Corinthians did. Amen. But Ephesians 4 and 32 says this. And be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. And so as a result, let us not be like the world is full of hatred, amen, and character assassins, amen, and slanders and destruction of reputation and families. Are y'all with me today? But let's be those ones that are kind-hearted, eh, that take up the towel to restore a brother or sister, amen, into their right relationship with God and their right relationship with the body of Christ. Wouldn't you want somebody to handle you that way? Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen? amen? And if you notice, Jesus didn't ask his disciples all the details on how their feet got dirty. See, today there's Christians that are willing to wash your feet, but they say, tell me what happened, because they want to know all the gossip. But like I shared before, you can't wash feet in a judge's robe. You got to take off your self righteous robes. You got to take off your holier than thou attitude before you can do any cleansing. Jesus laid aside his outer garment. You know, if we look at it, Jesus died for everyone on the cross. Amen. He died for everybody, and he wants us to take up the towel for the ones who have fallen but have truly repented. How many of y'all know Jesus washed our feet? Hello. So there's three words that come to mind. The first one is dirt. The second one is comfort. And the third one is unity. Somebody say unity. unity. See, when Jesus washed the disciples' feet, he was teaching a lesson on how to obtain unity of fellowship in the body of Christ. How many of y'all know the Bible says that we need to, amen, be diligent to keep, amen, the unity amongst the brethren? Well, this is one way that you can begin to, amen, develop unity of fellowship in the body of Christ. In just a moment, we're going to be taking of the Lord's Supper, amen, and the Lord's Supper is a time where we can begin to, amen, unify ourselves as on one mind, one accord, amen, and we can take of remembrance of what Jesus has done for each and every one of us on the cross, and we can begin to take those things that God has revealed in our lives as we examine ourselves, and we can begin, amen, to lay them at the feet of Jesus so that he can walk 
wash our feet, amen, and so that he can cleanse us, amen, from all these things. Hello, somebody. Because sometimes, amen, we just deal with things in our life. I've only, I, I haven't met any perfect Christians, and I haven't met any perfect pastors except for Jesus. And I'm not trying to justify somebody's actions right here, okay? Because, amen, you need to live according to the calling that you have. You need to live in a way that glorifies God. You need to live, amen, in a way that exemplifies the fact that you're a born-again believer. Amen. That you're washed in the blood of Jesus. That you're a new creation. Amen. You need to walk in that way. So when Jesus washed his disciples' feet, he was teaching them a lesson on how to obtain unity. And as Jesus approached Peter to wash his feet, Peter said, said this, he said unto the Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Jesus was saying, Peter, if I wash your feet, we have grounds for fellowship. Are y'all with me? Now, uh, you know, we have grounds for fellowship. You know, I was teaching on fellowship last week in, 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 in my class uh, for Get Connected, amen. And I was talking about what fellowship does light and darkness have? There, you, know, you know, we are the light. We are no longer children of darkness. Amen. But we can come to somebody, amen. And we can begin to have fellowship. Jesus was having fellowship with them. He was doing it in a physical sense, but he was really revealing something in the spiritual. He says, Peter, if I wash your feet, we have grounds for fellowship and a basis for the true unity. And unity comes from taking, a towel, taking up a towel. And when Jesus cleansed all of our sins, he put gratitude, thankfulness, joy in our soul. Can I get the worship team to come forward? And when we wash a person's feet, we construct a firm foundation for true unity and fellowship. And I'm not talking about, you know, this isn't where Jesus was giving us a new ordinance of the church. Amen. Now, if to have a foot washing service, that's great. That's a, okay. Praise the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. But this wasn't where Jesus was basically implementing a new ordinance. Are y'all with me? This is where he was taking and having a physical situation have spiritual implication. Because what happens is when we wash a person's feet, we construct a firm foundation for true unity and fellowship. Amen. Jesus said this. He said, if then as your Lord and master have washed your feet, Put this up there, verse 14, please. Chapter 13 and verse 14. I want you to look at it. If I then, the Lord and the teacher, wash your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. 
Go to the next verse. For I gave you an example that you also should do as I did to you. In other words, you need to handle them like I'm handling you. Go to the next verse. Truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master, nor is one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. Next verse. If you know these things, you are blessed. Look at this. If you do them. You're not blessed just because you know them. It's one thing to know the right thing to do. It's another thing to do it. Are y'all with me? Some of us know the right thing to do, but we don't do it. Amen. He said, but if you know these things, amen. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Don't y'all want to be blessed in here? We're talking about Jesus giving us an example. You know, here he is. He's about to go to the cross. Peter's fixing to deny him three times. Thomas is about to doubt him. Judas is about to betray him. What a crew he had, huh? These are the ones that he was training and equipping. Amen. Hello. These are the ones that he poured into for the last three years. But he gave them an example on how to handle this. When Peter finally came to his senses after he denied Jesus. Amen. Look at the way Jesus still handled them. And he used them, amen, in order to turn the world upside down. And... Hello. You know, look at Do Thomas doubting them until he actually saw them. And he says, you know, it's not blessed are those who see and believe, but blessed are those who don't see it. God is good, amen. So the next time somebody brings somebody through that door, think about this. You got to take off your outer garment. You got to take up your towel. Amen. You got to comfort that person with the word of God. You got to restore that person back to fellowship with the body of Christ the love of God even if they've done you wrong isn't it a trip sometimes how that the one that God brings you to, to wants to use you in order to you know when they're come all tore up and broken I mean we could just smash them right there amen but God says no amen you're going to restore them with love so what if they trashed you verbally? It doesn't matter. 
Are y'all with me today? Sometimes you're going to have to help some people that have really done you wrong. It's just part of life. You know? Come on, stand to your feet. You know, tonight, I mean, this morning, we're going to be taking up the Lord's Supper. And as we sing this song here,